Welcome to DLS Central. All right. We got a lot to get into. A lot of stuff happened uh, this past weekend. And just from a sports perspective and just what's going on throughout the week. So um, tons to get into. We're going to talk about NFL. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk Tyson versus Roy. And uh, then the potential for uh, for Tyson versus Holyfield 3. And then uh, Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia. That's coming up for this weekend. We got War Games NXT coming up uh, this weekend. So there's a lot going on. Uh, Steelers just played an ugly game against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we're gonna start with that. That happened. That just happened. Uh, they won the game. It first of all, it was moved to. Um, it was moved to today because. Uh, of the COVID-19 uh, things that, that happened. So they had to push it. Uh, it was going to be, I think, Monday, and then they pushed it to today. So they played, and it was a game, But and, and the Steelers are still undefeated. They're 11-0, but boy, was it ugly. <laughs> I mean, I thought without Lamar, like, it was just, it was going to be a total blowout. Uh, for the for the um the Steelers but it it turned out to just to be a a a nasty game just just really ugly and tight and the Ravens actually really tried to to work it like they they really did try to to win this game and they almost won uh, they they were keeping pace uh with the Steelers and they I mean the fact that this this there was only a 5 point difference between uh the two teams uh says a lot just about how hard the Ravens play um but it also just it says a lot about even though the Steelers are winning these games most of these games uh, they've been pretty vulnerable and they've had to dig deep to win it so you just you wonder how long they're gonna have to actually dig out like how how long they can actually dig out these games and win them but yeah, it was it was ugly. But they they picked up the win, nineteen to fourteen. And um, Coach Tomlin, I know he's happy with the win, but he he did not like what he saw. And I I really do respect uh, Mike Tomlin. He's just he's a he's a great guy, and and he's all about discipline and playing the right way. He's a no nonsense guy. Uh, but and he can coach. He knows how to work with a little bit. He knows how to work with a lot, and he's proven it. He's a, he's a um, you know he he's awesome. He's a Super Bowl champion coach, and he he he's a guy with a lot of integrity. And I think if you play for Mike Tomlin as a football player, you know you're in good hands. And so, uh, I nothing but respect for Mike Tomlin. So that's that. Um, I usually don't start with the Steelers, uh, <laughs> especially being a Browns fan, but it just happened. So it just made sense. Now on to Cleveland, which was another ugly game, but it was higher scoring. So the Browns, <laughs> they, they beat Jacksonville 27 to 25, but I just, I'm mad because this was supposed to be a easy definitive win for the Browns to show that that they've really upped the level. I mean, yes, they have 
they have up the level the the fact that they're that they're eight and three and if the playoffs starts today they'd be they'd have a wild card uh, you know birth in the playoffs that is awesome especially when you look at where they came from being oh and 16 at one point and doing it in in terrible fashion so it just it was disappointing for for, to to see the the Jags almost win this game. I mean, yes, did Baker play well? I thought Baker played well. He didn't make any he didn't make any interceptions. He didn't throw an interception. Um, there were there were, he was missing wide open guys like especially that one in the end zone. There was nobody on the receiver, and he just totally missed him. But other than that, I mean, Baker played good. He didn't hurt the team. He didn't he didn't do anything that um would have caused the the team to really kind of lose it but again at the same time I just it's the Jaguars man like we <laughs> if we're struggling against the Jaguars it's like it just it 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 doesn't bode well for us when we have to play the Ravens or the Steelers again or the Titans because they're not those those teams are are highly skilled and and they have a they have tougher mentalities uh, than the than these teams than the, the Jags do, and we shouldn't have struggled against the Jags. That should have been an easy win. I mean, Nick Chubb had a hundred and forty four yards rushing. Jarvis Landry, I mean, and a touchdown. Jarvis Landry had a touchdown and a hundred forty three yards. Like we had a great like our guys had great games, but I mean our defense. You you kind of got to hang this one on the defense. The defense should not have given up twenty five points to the Jaguars. I mean, that's just if, if the Jaguars are scoring on you, you got issues. <laughs> you got issues. You you got you got ish to deal with. So that that that's that's my take on the Browns. I, I'm so. But other than that, I mean, despite the fact that they struggled against the Jags. Um, um, and I mean, you gotta give props to the Jacks for making the game. They're playing for pride at this point, and so they're like, "No, you know, you gonna have to earn it. We're not going. You're not gonna run over us." So, I'm glad they came out and played and made it hard. Plus, they're at home, so they don't want to. They don't want to go out uh, just getting blown out at home. But so much props to the Browns, though. I mean, they're eight and three. I mean, when, when have we ever been able to say? The Browns are eight and three. That that that's just great. I mean, that that's great to ought to be this deep in the season and only have three losses. That that's wonderful. That that's exceeding expectations. I, I think we found our coach. Um, I think I think Stefanski is probably going to be there for for a long time unless he just totally falls off a cliff. And just and, and turns back into being a terrible coach, or the players just you know totally don't want to play for him, or something happens. But I think we found our coach. I think we're actually getting competent uh, football minds in, and I, I say that the good better days are on the horizon for my Cleveland Browns, uh, barring something like the uh, the catastrophic injury bugs. I mean, yeah, we lost Odell, but. I mean, as long as we're we're healthy, I think we're, we're going to give a lot of teams a, a tough out. So I, I'm happy for my Browns. Now, 
a team that is just bizarre to watch right now. I mean, there are a lot of bizarre teams to watch. One of them is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they're seven and five. Brady's up and down, uh, realistically, and and they they lose a actually a a a hard fought game to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs were in control, like big time to start the game, but then they let they let him come back. Brady Brady started turning back into Brady and I mean he had two interceptions but he had three touchdowns and he had three hundred and forty five yards passing. I mean we knew it was gonna be a shootout because it's always a shootout when uh Brady plays Mahomes. But Mahomes, I mean the man had four hundred and sixty two yards passing. He had three T's. He didn't have an interception. I mean he was just kill him and Tyreek Hill what can you say? He's probably the most unguardable wide receiver uh, in, of this generation because he he's just too fast. Like <laughs> he's just he he's the fastest guy on the field in most games, and you get him out in the open, and he's just he's just gonna torch you. I mean, he put one move on a buck. I mean, he just he totally had the guy defeated that defensive the the defensive back or cornerback. He just he just totally put a move on and just blew past him and got in. I mean, it was just bad. It, there's nothing you can do. You just have to hope Tyreek drops the ball, um, and or is not paying attention because. If he gets opportunity, if he gets space, he's just going to burn you up. The man had three touchdowns, 13 receptions, and 269 yards receiving. Who has had those kind of numbers? Not What receiver has that? I mean, that that's just, uh, just outer-worldly or otherworldly, however you want to say it. Um. That's 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 beyond stellar. I mean, that that yeah. What what can you say? They had five hundred forty three total yards against the uh, against the Buccaneers. Yet, Tampa came back and made it a game. Now, could could Tampa if they actually would have uh, played better in the first half? Could they have uh, potentially won this game? Yeah. yeah yeah they they really could have won that game but I just think that they fell into such a hole early in the game that they just it took all they had just to come back to make the game respectable I mean they didn't score till the second quarter they were down 17 to nothing and they were trying to claw their way back and, and Mahomes just kept killing them um but eventually Brady just woke up and 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 took over in the fourth quarter. They just they just couldn't make it stick in the end. Um, Tampa, I mean, they're it, it's the first season. Uh, they do have a lot of weapons, but they they really do have a lot to um, to learn in terms of just getting synced up together. I think they they still don't have uh, the the proper chemistry yet. They've got a lot of start. They got a lot of names, but. I mean, sometimes it's just how it is. Uh, you, you just because you have names doesn't mean that that the names will will mesh together and work well together. Um, but the Chiefs pulled this one out. You know, they're they're uh, they're in the driver's seat. 
I, I saw some one article where it's saying uh, as good as like the the Steelers are, they can't beat the Chiefs. And to I, I want to say I agree because I don't think the Steelers will be able to keep up with the offensive onslaught that they have, um, especially with the way they're just barely eking out these games. I just. I don't know if they can overcome KC, but stranger things have happened because Kansas City's defense isn't great. Uh, the fact that they almost let Tom Brady beat them um, by by being but uh, coming down from seventeen to zero, and and then they they extended the lead and it was still down, but then they came back. It, it does say a lot about the Chiefs' defense, um, and they got they got beat by the Raiders who were just bomb happy. So the, the Achilles heel to the chiefs is that they can't cover the long ball. And so if, and Roethlisberger's one of his specialty is the long ball. So that could be the great equalizer against playing the chiefs, but they, they're going to, uh, I think they're going to have a hard time when they do eventually do play, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, they're going to have a hard time covering, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and and uh, some of their other guys um, at wide receiver. It, it's going to be a challenge for me because Ben airs it out, and if he gets time, if they if the Chiefs don't have a pass rush, Ben is is going to make them hurt, and it's just going to be a shootout between him and Mahomes. And but again, even in the shootout situation. You just don't want to bet against Mahomes, but that that's what we that's what we often say about Roethlisberger too. Is that you don't want to bet against Roethlisberger in the shootout because he just he finds a way and he's won Super Bowls too. He's one he's he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, so that that's going to be such a great matchup when it happens. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now we had a upset happen, San Francisco beat the Rams. I've been saying this all <laughs> I've been saying this all season. There is something wrong with the Rams. Like there there's something that's off. There's something that's broken. For to San Francisco's credit, they have they don't have anybody. Like they they just they're they're on on fumes. They're just putting scraps together to play football. But they are playing hard. They are playing hard and they're 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 making these games competitive. I mean, they were only really truly out of the game against the Kansas City Chiefs because it, it, they just weren't they weren't beating them. Um, I think it was either Chiefs or or the uh, or the Packers, one of those. Um, but they they weren't they weren't up to snuff in those games. But for a lot of these games, they've been in it. They've been fighting. Their wins have been legitimate. They've been clawing them out, but, and they've had so many catastrophic injuries. I just, I feel bad for the Niners in that regard, but they've been playing really hard. So much props to the Niners. They pull out an upset against the Rams and, and it's just, yeah, they're seven and four. They're only lost four games, but man, they just, they're they're not playing right. I mean, they're they're really up and down, and um, I think even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to like they're not going to last. I, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to to um 
to go deep because of their inconsistencies. So that was uh, surprising to see. Um, the Seahawks, they, they grinded out another uh, another win against uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia was game. They, they, they played hard. Uh, Seahawks, they don't, their defense is terrible. Um, but they did enough to win. I mean, Russell Wilson is, is Russell and, and he did his job. You know, he, he played a great game. He didn't throw interception. Um, and DK Metcalf got off big time. He had 10, 10 receptions, 177 yards. Uh, he was, he, he was a star. Um, and, but Carson Wentz has, has been terrible, uh, and, and this is going to be a season that he would want to forget. I wonder if if Philly might think about making a move from Carson Wentz um, in the off season. I mean, they I think they have to think about. It. They have to re- to to realize that he's n- probably not going to lead them anywhere, um, and they've had. They've had some a couple seasons to see what Carson Wentz has. Um, he looked like the future for a while, but I think he's lost it. I think he's lost his way, and and if they want to regain their former glory, they're they're probably going to have to to cut ties and and say, hey, you know, this one didn't work out for us. Let's let's draft a quarterback and. And let's start over or, or find a veteran that we can bring in uh, that can be a little better. So I think I think the uh, the Eagles are are going to be in the market for a quarterback after this season. Now, you know, who's not in the market for a quarterback? Green Bay, <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers is just lighting it up. I mean, he lit the Bears up 41 to 25. I mean, it was it was a good game by the Packers, and I mean he Rogers had four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's he's definitely probably um, right under Mahomes as uh, the being the best at quarterback play this year. And it looks like the Bears they went back to Mitch Trubisky. Um, but the fact that they they've been vacillating. Between Trubisky and Foles, um, it just means that they're they don't have a quarterback either. <laughs> they're, they're in the market for a quarterback either. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is not the franchise. Um, I mean, at best, he's probably going to be a backup. But if you're the Bears, you're just you're 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 mad, like because now you got to go right back into into looking for a quarterback and. For to have the defense that you have, it's just it's a shame that offensively um, you just you you can't you can't do enough to give your defense some rest so that you actually can um, be in a situation to win these games. So that's that. But the Seahawks win. They're eight and three, and they're. There's still a, a threat to really do some damage uh, in the playoffs. I, I think they're going to make it, um, but it, it's tough. It, it's going to be tough uh, for them, especially because they've been up and down too. Um, but you can kind of expect that from Seattle. I just think the the rant with the Rams is just it's a little more weird. All right, we'll be right back with more uh, NFL recap. 
Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Welcome back, y'all. Now, another, another, uh, I guess, unpredictable but sad game was uh, Houston uh, just totally demolishing the Lions. I mean, the Lions, they've they've just lost. They they've really lost their way. Um, they they they're not playing with any heart right now. Uh, they're not playing with any tenacity or ferocity, which uh, depicts their name and. And it was just it was another another dismal outing for him. I mean, and then Deshaun Watson would be this was a, a game Watson uh, needed. Um, he has four touchdowns. I mean, three hundred eighteen yards passing, no interceptions. He he just him and Will Fuller they were really doing some damage. I mean the the uh, the Texans unfortunately they they lose Will Fuller for pretty much the season uh, because of a. Uh, he violated the the uh, substance abuse policy. I feel for him though. I don't think that he should have. Uh, I don't think that that should have been a been a, uh, counted against him because of the fact that he trusted the medical professional. Um, it's not that he was trying to deliberately take drugs like uh, you know marijuana or something like this. It's just he trusted a medical physician that. Um, in regards to a supplement and it turned out not to be the case. And yeah, it was in the system when he got tested and, but I don't think that he should have been suspended for that. I don't think that's fair. Um, I, I think that's one of the, the exceptions to the rule, but I guess they're trying to say, Hey, rules are rules, but <laughs> I, I think that one wasn't right. That they should still let him play. Um, it wasn't like he was deliberately trying to be a drug abuser, and I just I, I don't think that was fair. I would advocate for Will Fuller any day on that one um, because that's that's just that's not right. And I, I think that there needs to be a distinction um, between between the uh, certain situations because especially if it can be proven that hey. I'm just going by what this this physician said, and if he said he said there it wouldn't be a harmful thing. I trusted him, um, and so with that, because that would be something that would be able to be proven, he should be able to be vindicated for that, and and not have such a harsh sentence to to 
to not be able to to be suspended for six games. I just that's a little bit much, especially if it wasn't really your fault. I mean, of course, some people say, well, you got to you're an NFL player. They paying you all that money. You got to you have it's on you to be responsible for what goes inside your body. You got to know everything about everything that goes inside your body. And I guess you could you could say that. While that is true and it is and it's a technical uh, thing, I just I think that in this set in this situation there need to be exceptions um, because that's not fair. Um, and if you're Houston, that just hurts your team even more because I mean Will Fuller was a go-to guy, and so um, now what do you do? <laughs> but at least they had one more uh, one more game with him. And um, but it it also could be a blessing in disguise for Fuller um, because now he gets to actually rest up and and get healthy and and be ready for next season. Hopefully uh, next season we don't have to deal with uh, with with issues of covid. And so then now everybody then everybody would be able to come back fresh and it can it can be back to the normal uh, routine of things. And um so that's the hope, but I just I don't like it. That that wasn't a that wasn't the way uh, he should have went out. So that's that. But with the Lions, I mean, again, the bottoms fell out again. They fired the coach, they fired the GM, uh, and now they're they're looking for a new voice again. Now they're looking for a a new uh, system of of uh, acquiring players again, and so. It's just they they've done this before. I'm just I'm hoping that one day it, it it works out for the Lions. I mean, but I mean I can relate to it because the Browns they were they were doing the same thing. They had coaching carousels. They had GM carousels. Um, they went 0 16 just like the Lions went 0 16. So it's like it's kind of like the Browns and the Lions. They're like cousins. Like they. <laughs> <laughs> they've had they had so many of the same experiences it's just it's insane i just I always felt like the the lion again i think i said this before the the lions they could always score they just couldn't stop anybody uh they score 40 points and the other team score 55 and uh <laughs> and then with the browns uh they could they could play defense but they just couldn't score so they're, they're making field goals uh, while the other team is is making uh, touchdowns, so that that that's always been how I've looked at the interesting juxtaposition uh, between the Browns and the Lions. Um, but yeah, now now the Lions have to rebuild and start over. And I mean, it could it be it could be a good thing. I really do hope that they get uh, an administration in there that is football minded, that they care about the product that they put out. And they're committed to to getting top notch players that um, can actually make an impact and that can really be weapons uh, to that other teams have to game plan for and be concerned about. And so that that's what the Lions need on both sides of the ball. Um, There needs to be uh, some some players that, okay, we got to. We got a game plan for this person. We got a game plan for this person. We got to be mindful of this. We got to be mindful of that. Like that, that that's what I'm hoping that they do. But again, with the players, it, it just, it comes with scouting. It comes with uh, having a, a identity. And so 
Now the Lions have to decide, okay, what kind of team do we want to be? Um, do And they need to build around that. With, with the new GM and with the new coach uh, comes a new philosophy um, of how they want to be, of the identity that they want to have. And so um, – I'm feeling for my my uh my my Lions fans, uh you know uh, I I I I spend a lot of time there and and I I do want the Lions to be good. I've always liked the Lions and, and I want the best for them and I just I feel for the Lions fans in Detroit. But I know better days are coming. It's just it's hard right now. Uh, <laughs> so moving on from from that, you know, like I said, it was sad. Another sad game was <laughs> another sad game was the the was the uh, Washington football team totally destroying the Dallas Cowboys. Like this was an even worse game. I mean, if you thought the Lions quit, it looked like the Cowboys totally quit. I mean. Washington isn't that much better than the Cowboys. And they just, they, like, I watched this game. I watched this game. They could not stop Washington's run run attack. They did the rushing attack. They could not stop it. Like, they were, and it wasn't like they were just getting, like, four yards here for it. They were getting, like, big gashes of yards, like, eight-yard runs, ten-yard runs. Like, it was it was bad. Like they couldn't stop. They marched all the way down the field on running plays. It was like, are you serious? Like they they were just running all over them, and they didn't have an answer for it. So, if you're the Cowboys, I mean, I don't know. I just I'm I I know Jerry. Jerry's a nice guy because. If that would have been any other owner, like McCarthy would have been gone a couple of games ago. Because <laughs> this is not cowboy football. Like this is this is not how the Cowboys are going to be remembered. Uh, they are they're about they're 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 showtime. They're about bringing out they're about rolling out the best. And this was this was not cowboy football. I mean Andy Dalton. I mean he, you know Dalton's not a world beater. I mean he, he he didn't. He wasn't the reason they lost the game, per se. Um, yeah, he had a touchdown. He had an interception, but by and large, I just he he wasn't the reason why they why they lost the game. It was the defense. They couldn't stop anything that Washington was doing. Not a thing. I mean Gibson for the uh, for the 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 Washington football team. <laughs> it's so weird. How come they just can't be the Redskins? I don't know. I mean, I get it. I know. Actually, I do know why. Because it's it's racist. But why couldn't they just come up with the name? Like, why couldn't they just came up with the name? You know, the the Washington Warriors, or you know, the Washington Generals, or you know, the just you know, just anything like the the elephants. Like they could have, they could have did that though. Though the gavels, or you know, the Washington, you know, Marines, or so, you know, the, just something other than the Washington football team. What? What is that? They're, all of them is a football. It's a league of football teams. Just, just it's whoever's on their creative team. That just I, 
I don't get that. Like that that could have easy been just and I thought they did this where they just actually put a, an official poll said, Hey, who do you want the t- what do you want the team name to be? Like it could have they could have solved this. Let the fans pick a new name for the team. And then the winner, you know, have, you know, five slots. Okay, these are the five most popular. And then you have a runoff and and whoever get whatever name gets the most votes wins. Like, why couldn't we have done that? Why do they have to be the Washington football team? It's just ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But for this game and especially the rivalry of the uh, Washington versus Dallas Washington totally had their number today. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott only had 32 yards rushing. They they pretty much bottled him up. But he he's bottled himself up. He hadn't played with any real tenacity or energy. I just think he's checked out. If if I was McCarthy, if I was McCarthy, I would just I would just sit Zeke down for the rest of the year. Just 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 be like, hey, we're not winning anything. We gonna shut we gonna shut you down. We just we just gonna shut you down. We need you fresh for next season. Um, you're you're the you're the the marquee running back, and at this point, we just need to protect you. We need to 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 preserve your you know you, and that way we can have some good years with you. We're shutting you down. And so <laughs> yeah, you can you can practice, but we're not suiting you up. You can you can give encouragement to the to the other guys that we have running the ball and just just go with your second string running back cuz i mean you're 3 and 8 like there there's really i think the one of the reasons why Zeke isn't playing hard at all is because there's nothing to play for you're 3 and 8 you're not making the playoffs um you you're not making the playoffs i mean i know that the NFC East is a, is not great at all and yes technically they're still in the hunt but they're not beating any. I mean, you they got to think about this realistically. You are not the NFL. The, you are not the New York Giants where they had Strahan and, and, and those guys. And I, I want to be like Stephen A. Smith and saying those boys. But in those, in, <laughs> in those you're not you're not the, those Giants. You know, you're not those guys because those guys, they were. They were teeter tottering. They were up and down. But then once they hit the playoffs, they just flipped the switch, and then you know they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> so this, you know, and they did it twice. That was what's crazy about the Giants. Like they did it twice. Uh, they just they became a different animal uh, once they made it to the to the playoffs because it was just now they had a clean slate and now they had something to play for. And it seems like that's the the mentality of the giants and maybe has always been if there's something to play for the giants are a difficult team to to play against but if there's nothing to play for then you can whip the giants and so it's it's all about um what's like what's on the line for the giants they like to play with stakes if there's no stakes then they don't they they don't want to play they've checked out but I mean, I think it's the same, you know, maybe it's like, again, I just think they just need to shut Zeke down. Don't trade him because you, you need him because I think next year they're going to come back stronger. But at this point, just just sit my man down. Just let, let you know, just use your second screen, string running back 
and, and let Zeke just chill and hey, let him go to Cabo early or something like that. Uh, have him feign like he's hurt and, you know, put him on IR for the rest of the season. Do something. Just, 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 it's about protecting him at this point. They should just save him. And so uh, <laughs> that's that. Now, another game I didn't see coming. And I'm I'm actually kind of glad that that the Falcons were on the winning end of this. Was I mean they just totally beat down the Raiders forty three to six. A lot of forty, a lot of games where teams just whooped up on somebody and put forty on them. Like so, here's the thing. So Green Bay put forty on on the Bears. We got uh Atlanta put forty on the on the Raiders. Washington put forty on Dallas. And Houston put forty on Detroit. Like this was, <laughs> this this was, this was a forty point week right here. I mean, they, they these teams when they got beat down, they got beat down. And then you look at that. Then wait a minute. There's another team. Tennessee put forty five on Indianapolis. Like what? There were five games where teams dropped forty on the other team. Like. <laughs> beatdowns so uh that yeah so that was another beatdown uh falcons beat down the raiders uh the raiders just didn't have anything uh for the falcons and it was at home so it was a good home win for the falcons i think they needed something to cheer about because their season they've been like the laughing stock of the, of the nfl too just with the games they're blowing they're starting over they got rid of their coach and and the gm so um they're in rebuild mode, but they needed a game like that. Now, an uh, un, uh, unexpected game for another one is uh, the Patriots. I didn't think they were going to win this game against the Cardinals. I didn't pick them to beat the Cardinals, but I'm glad they won. <laughs> I'm glad they won because this this has been a un, uh, a uh, forgettable season uh, for the the Patriots, and it's not like Cam Newton had a, a spectacular game by all rights by, by all rights they should have lost this game so i mean because the man threw two interceptions and only had 84 yards passing i mean yeah by all rights the cardinals should not have had they, they should have lost this game i i think the cardinals blew the game uh more than um the patriots won it in my opinion, I, th- I think the Cardinals, um, they had opportunities to to put the game away and they just they couldn't do it. And they let they, they let the Patriots squeak this one out. Um, but if you're Belichick, you like I wanted I, I thought I was getting Cam Newton. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but yeah, this this guy isn't it. So. I don't think Cam is is staying beyond uh, this year. I mean, and New Orleans, they didn't put up 40 on Denver, but they put up 31. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and Denver, uh, they only had, they only scored three points. I mean, I'm, Denver, they don't have anybody that you, that you would fear anyway. Uh, they've been playing, like, for, to Denver's credit, they – up until this game, they've been pretty competitive. So it's not like they're a pushover. But against the Saints, 
they just they had no chance. And Taysom Hill's looking pretty good. I mean, he he doesn't really have anything going for him passing wise, but he's lethal um, with his feet. I mean, he threw one pick, so he's he's not really a passing quarterback. He went nine for sixteen, has seventy eight yards rushing, but um, he hurt them with his legs. Uh, and that that's oftentimes where he got um, where he really hurt uh, the the Broncos. I mean, he had two rushing TDs. So and then when you look at uh, at uh, Murray for the Saints, he was he had a stellar game too. He had 124 yards, two touchdowns like they Michael Thomas ain't had the best game. I think Thomas is hurt. Um, he, he's playing through injury injuries. Um, but yeah, Denver, they really couldn't do anything. But uh, and so that was another good game for uh, the Saints. And, you know, Drew is on the men. So it is good that they're able to keep uh, the the ball rolling. Now, Buffalo, they they took out the uh, the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, I mean, I, I they're not going anywhere uh, this year. And I just I, I like what they I like the some of the pieces they have. They do have a quarterback. Uh, now they just I think they have to really build up their defense because um, they can't they can't score. It's just they they need to be better on D. Um, the Giants, I was surprised that they took out the Bengals. But at the same time, both teams really don't have any weapons. So um, but it was a it was a it was a tight game. But the Giants, they egged it out. Uh, 19 to 17 uh, both quarterbacks Daniel Jones and uh and uh Joe Burrow they they were uh injured uh, Burrow is out Burrow I'm concerned about Joe Burrow because he was he he's a great a great prospect but the man tore his ACL he tore his MCL and he has structural damage in his knee it's like He's gonna be the bionic man when he comes back, or or what? What they call actually the the six million dollar man. He's they have to total like when you have structural issues in your knee. It's not just that it's a uh, it's a ligament thing. The, there when you talk about structural issues, how is his mobility gonna be impacted when he does come back, and how and and what do you mean structural? Like what? Like what? To what extent is uh is uh the condition of his knee um like is it repairable? I mean, it clearly, probably is, but that's got to be an even tougher recovery time. And can he move laterally? Will will it will it be fragile? Can can it hold up? Can it take NFL caliber hits? Like. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. And I would hate if if he was damaged goods uh, because he had such a great rookie season. I mean, there are so many high hopes for him. And so I just we, we need to say a prayer for Joe Burrow because the fact that he had all that going on and structural damage, I'm concerned. So. Once again, Tennessee just whipped up on Indiana. I mean, what can you say about Derrick Henry? Three touchdowns, 178 yards rushing. Definitely, 
definitely the best running back in the uh, the NFL today. Uh, just a workhorse of a guy. So much props to the Titans. Uh, they're eight and three, just like my Cleveland Browns. There's a there's a a, a head to head matchup coming up uh, pretty soon between the Browns and and the, and the Titans, and I think it's going to really play a role in in seeing who the Browns really are. Um, but I think the Titans they're going to come and they're going to try to to punch them in the mouth again like they did last year. And my hope is that the Browns punch back, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, Minnesota, they whipped it. They, well, they didn't whip up on them. They only won the game by one point. So that was an even match. That that was an evenly matched game. And the, it just Minnesota, they just they did one more thing better uh, <laughs> to to get the edge on Carolina. And, and then Miami, they took out the Jets. Jets are 0-11 at this point. And, and 0-16 season another 0-16 season is kind of in play at this point I mean they're 0-11 and so let's look at their schedule let's see who they have to play because they're in range uh, the Jets are and so we we gotta see we gotta see who they're um who they're playing next so week 13 the Jets are playing the Raiders so they that is potential for them to I think they could they have a chance to beat the Raiders and catch the Raiders, especially with the way the Raiders played uh played this past week. But and so that's week thirteen. Then you go week fourteen and the Jets play the Seahawks. They're not beating Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> they're not beating Russell Wilson. In Seattle, no, they're not they're not winning that game. And then they go against the Rams. Now I mean anything can happen. Even though they're playing in L.A., um, they're yeah. The, it, I think the odds are against them, but the way the Rams are playing, they're up and down. That is a chance that they could win, but they're by all by all logic uh, they should lose that game. And then you go week sixteen. Jets play the Browns now. Even though I love my Browns. This is a realistic game that the Jets can win to to stave off being 0-16 because the Browns almost lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are terrible and are 1-10. And so if they don't win that one game that they won early in the year, like they could be in the same boat as the Jets. So that's a winnable game, Week 16, against my Browns. Um, but I don't think that the Browns would, would want to do that, especially if they lose because the Browns have to go play the Steelers uh, next week. And so if they lose to the Jets, they're going to be totally deflated when they have to play uh, the Steelers. So, I, I'm yeah, I'm hoping that they play that they take care of business. Now, the Jets, they have they would have one more opportunity in week 17 to stave off uh, being 0-16 and they would play the Patriots. Now, the Patriots are shaky. You know, Cam, he 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 had he he threw two interceptions. He's not playing great. I mean, they they eked out a win, but that could very well be a game that the Jets could steal. But 
I mean, the Patriots could also beat them too, especially with them being at Gillette. So it, it works against the Jets. So instead, I'll say that they're, they're very, the Jets are very much in play to go winless <laughs> this season uh, because they don't have anything. Like, they, they are no weapons. Like, what, what, yeah, there's nothing that anybody would be afraid of on the Jets. So we shall see what happens. It's, it's just, it's when you look at, at incidents like this where a team hasn't won a game and is starting to get later in the season. It just helps you understand just how hard the NFL is, how hard it is to win a game um, because there's so much that goes into playing football. There's so many factors to consider. There are so many things that have to go right um, on the football field. And it is not easy to coach. It is not easy to play. Um, So, it's while we like to laugh about, oh, y'all can't win a game, y'all oh sixteen, 16, y'all terrible. You try and coach <laughs> all those different components of a team and see how you do. It's it's not easy. There's so many things that have to go right um, in order for a football team to win. So that I, I don't I don't take uh I don't uh, mock teams that are going zero and sixteen. I mean, you, I say that yeah, you sorry, but it's it's just the NFL's hard. Like, and and these teams they see you owing they see you owing eleven on to like they they it becomes a personal it becomes a um, a sense of pride for the other team too because y'all y'all not gonna get y'all first win off of us y'all not gonna uh pop champagne on on avoiding being winless on our watch and so now the other teams are gonna be playing hard too they you think teams don't play uh hard against uh, a team that hadn't want to win no they play hard because they don't want to be uh, the team that gives that that gives them the satisfaction of celebrating at their first win and and oh we you know we we didn't go winless no they want to help uh, create a winless season so they're gonna be playing hard so I, I, the Jets are gonna have it easy <laughs> the Browns didn't have it easy Lions didn't have it easy Jets aren't gonna have it easy either all right so we'll come back we're gonna talk NFL. We'll talk boxing and uh, yeah, be right back. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive the tv network features movies reality tv shows hip-hop news documentaries and more and so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community they're only going to get better they're only going to keep growing they're going to continue to increase content so they've just started out their kickoff was the fall of this year so join in sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet music time 
want to sign up, go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Welcome back, y'all. And so we're going to talk NBA and uh, the news from today is that uh, there Westbrook got traded to uh, to Washington for John Wall. So Westbrook's on the East Coast. He, he's in the East uh, for uh, for the probably the first time in, in his career because he's been he's been a Western Conference player. But now he's an Eastern Conference player. The landscape of the NBA has changed even more. Now John Wall's on the West Side uh, playing in Houston uh, with James, with uh, James Harden, so that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting team to see. I, I want to see how uh, Wall and and Harden play with each other. I think it's going to be, it, it could be super energetic. I, I I don't know what, excuse me, I don't know what the upside to this is. I think Wall's a better point guard, maybe. Um, than Westbrook was, um, but I just, what are you getting from Wall? He hadn't played, <laughs> he hadn't played pretty much in two years. So, what is what kind of shape does he have to get in? Like, what kind of game shape does he have to get? I mean, yeah, you playing these exhibition games, playing pickup games, and all this stuff, but when you talk about playing actual like games. What kind of John Wall are we seeing, and is he fully, is he truly healthy? And that that's going to be um, the main challenge. And then Westbrook, he gets to go to the Wizards, and and he gets to to pretty much be the premier uh, guy. So I think Bradley Bill's still there, but it, it's going to be him and Bill, and and that's going to be interesting to watch too. So I think I think uh, Westbrook in in DC will help sell tickets. He'll put people in the seats, uh, but I just I don't know what he'll add to the Wizards. It's not like um, the East is is terrible. The East is hard. The East is just as hard as the West. I think this is probably the most balanced the NBA has been in a long time in terms of many teams uh, having something to offer um, and making. And, and these games are going to be competitive. So. Uh, yeah, we we have the favorites when we talk about okay, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Nets, uh, Bucks, Heat. Um, you know, just on both sides of the ball. But there's, I mean, it's not like the Rockets aren't gonna make the playoffs. It's not like uh, the Nuggets aren't you know got weaker. It's not like Dallas isn't gonna be a tough uh, team to face. Uh, you know, just even on the East, the Raptors are still good. Uh, you know, it's just there's the Celtics are, are going to be back. It, it's there's a lot of balance, I think, in the NBA right now, and so um, which is good. It's good for competition. So, so that that's going on, and then we got uh, all three Ball brothers are in the NBA. I mean, yeah, the uh, was it. What's his name? It's like Leangelo. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Leangelo Ball. He 
yeah, he he's on the Pistons, and so he's on the Pistons. Um, like Lamelo Ball just got drafted to the uh, to the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, and Lonzo Ball is on the Pelicans. So all three boys are in the NBA, and we know that probably um, Lavar Ball's biggest dream is to have his sons play probably on the same team. I mean, he probably won. One dream is accomplished to get them all in the NBA. Now, whether whether uh, whether or not Lamelo, not Lamelo, LiAngelo is gonna stay in the NBA is, I think that's probably um, a little tougher because he's he's not on a guaranteed contract, and so he's definitely gonna have to earn. Um, he still has to earn his footing in the NBA, but he can the he can officially say, hey. All Muslims play the NBA. It's just he he did it. He got them all to the NBA. He got them there, and now it's up to them to 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 stay in the NBA. It's up to them now. He got he he trained them up and cultivated them and, and put them in position where they could get there. Now that they're there, they got to show and prove and show that they have the skills to stay there. And so, uh, big props to Lavar. Hey man, you raised three kids. That uh that made it to the big time, so that that's big props, good you know for him for you know being a, a good dad. So can't say nothing bad about that. I mean, yeah, you know the way he probably handles things probably isn't necessarily pol- politically correct, but I mean you gotta applaud the man <laughs> to have three boys make the NBA like that's dope. So and uh, everybody's talking about Kevin Durant. And so Durant is is set to make his return to the NBA after having an Achilles injury, and we know Achilles is is the worst injury an athlete can have um, because it just you're not gonna be the same uh, player after something like that. It, it takes away a bit of your athleticism, but. The good thing for Kevin Durant is that he's so very skilled. I, I've heard many, you know. Many analysts they talk about the the gifts of Kevin Durant, and I agree, you know, with them. It's like Kevin Durant has skills, and if you are if you have skills, then even if your athleticism isn't what you you would like it to be, um, he's he he's still gonna put the ball in the hole. <laughs> he still has an advantage over mo- the majority of the players in the NBA in terms of his range and his shooting ability. And, and because of his height, because of how tall he is, there's not going to be many people that are going to be able to one contest a shot and make it difficult for him to score. So it, it, it I think Durant is going to have a, a, a good season. I think it's, it's going to be, I don't want to give them the crown just yet because I really don't know what what um the rest of their team is going to look like like who's going to step who what role players are actually going to make a real impact for them. And so yeah, they have Kevin Durant and they have Kyrie, but along with and they have some other pieces, but uh we got to see how they play in meeting excuse me, in meaningful games. So 
we before we want to give them the crown say oh they got kevin durant they automatically going wait a minute he <laughs> they still gotta they still gotta deal with the heat they still gotta deal with the raptors they still gotta deal with uh with Giannis and them boys like they they still have uh they they have things to to deal with and worry about and can they win meaningful games in the west they start the game they start the season off playing the golden state warriors who have something to prove um and they're they're gonna be playing hard i mean this there's no clay because clay uh injured his you know he he's out for the year um and so um injured the other leg so they don't have clay but they still got steph they still have dre and they've got other pieces so this is gonna be a test early for the nets and the nets still have to we got to see how they play against houston we got to see how they play against the lakers uh we got to see how they play against dallas and denver and and portland uh, yeah you forget about portland portland's portland's a tough out too they yeah they get bounced in the first round but it's hard to play portland portland keeps coming they got they got uh they got weapons so it's just there's a lot <laughs> What what I'm saying is let's just let let's not crown the niche yet. Let let's see <laughs> let let's see what they have to offer. So and then uh LeBron he's he signed a uh you know two year max extension. So he he's he's gotten money and he should. I mean, yes, it's the Lakers. Yeah, I mean and some people say, Oh, he just messed up the cap, but no. It he's 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 an NBA champion. He brought you a championship. He 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 came in and did what he said he was going to do and bring you back to prominence and bring you back to championship caliber. He did that. And so there has to be a reward for that. And that's the reward. You get more money. <laughs> so and he wants to play in and he wants to play in LA uh longer. He's got AD. So he's locked in for two more years. I mean, that's he deserves that money. Nobody is going to argue that LeBron James uh, didn't deserve that money except for Skip Bayless because Skip just don't like LeBron. But <laughs> And I love Skip, uh, but it's just his arguments have no base a lot of times when it comes to LeBron, um, most of the time. And I won't say all the time, but most of the time his his takes on LeBron are off base. But it's just, again, you, you can't deny LeBron James uh, doesn't deserve that, you know, doesn't deserve that money uh, after the season that they've had and and him coming through and getting them a chip. So that is that on the NBA front. A lot of things going on. We got preseason uh, games coming up uh, not in the not too distant future. And so I believe we're only we're only 10 days away um, from preseason starting back up. So we going to get some NBA uh, right back at us. Uh, usually around this point, uh, the NBA would probably be near like the end of the first, uh, like the first quarter of the season, and we'd be looking forward to the Christmas game. So, but now we're gonna start the season uh, with the Christmas games, and I bet this season is gonna be rapid fire. I think the schedule is probably gonna be crazy. So. With, there's going to be a lot to look forward to. So now we're on to boxing. Uh, the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. 
Um, that was, I, I liked it. I liked it. I know it was a, it was a mixed bag. Uh, everybody uh, had their opinion on it. Uh, some people liked it. Some people didn't. Uh, some people thought it was sad to watch. Some people were like, wow. I was one of those people that went, wow, it was, it was good to see them in the ring going at it. And it, it wasn't like they were clowning. Like, they came in and they were serious. Um, Roy was, you know, Roy was moving. He started to, he started to, uh, the, the show really trying to get his legs together. But, but Tyson was stalking him. Like Tyson came out whenever there was space, whenever they started around, Tyson was trying to tear into Roy. Like, I mean, he was throwing punches, uh, with legitimate fire to them. And he almost caught Roy a couple times, uh, you know, on the chin, um, it's like if man, if 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 you if you were maybe about five years younger, Mike, and, <laughs> you know he he could have caught Roy uh, with some of those. But I think what and Roy was taking some body shots because that was pretty much like eighty percent of uh, Tyson's offense with Roy. Roy was protecting his head well, um, but man, hit that body was taking a beating, and and Roy's his his body isn't it in the best shape that it used to be. And so it's like when Tyson was getting in there, you, every time he hit those ribs and, and you just, you could feel it because he, he had some strength, you know, to his punches and Roy was feeling it. You could tell probably about the fifth, sixth round Roy was done. Roy was tired. Uh, that, that boy held, he, he held Mike Tyson every chance he got. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 80% of Roy's offense. Let me hold you, Mike. Let me hold you. Let me try to wear you down and hit you with a jab uh, so, so that I can get you off of me. Like, you're not going to keep stopping. But Mike was Mike was trying to hunt him down. You see him close in. He was weaving his head and getting inside and hitting him in the body. Like, I mean, I think he was trying to take it easy because if he if he was fighting for real, we would see the whole, a whole lot more uppercuts. Um, but... I think it's smart that Tyson fought the fought that fought the fight that he did too because Roy is tricky. Roy is is a high IQ fighter and you can't gamble against Roy because Roy knows all the tricks and he knows how to catch you. And I think if Tyson would have came out if he would have got overzealous, Roy would have been able to counter it and and surprise Mike with some things. Um but it was it was overall it was a good a good exhibition fight. That's kind of what you want to see in the exhibition. It wasn't like it was play fighting, but they weren't they they weren't trying to hurt each other. <laughs> they were just trying. They were really trying to show their skills. And that's generally what an exhibition is. You're you're just you're competing and you're just trying to show your skills, uh, but you're not trying to to really like hurt the guy you're not trying to to go for a knockout or anything like that because it is it's an exhibition you know this it's not about anybody getting hurt uh if you've seen rocky four you know after the first round uh uh you know um was saying duke uh he's just like what you know what are you what are you doing like this is supposed to be an exhibition and apollo's up here just bleeding like a stuck pig but it's just that's because it was real to the Russian. He like, no, we fighting for real. Um, especially how you insulted me. So it's just when you when you look at that, I'm I'm glad that it didn't turn into one of those situations where it was more 
serious than it needed to be but both guys fought hard they 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 took the fight seriously but they weren't trying to uh, go all out and hurt each other and it ended up ending well as a good event and both guys want to do it again both guys want to fight again uh, and it looks like tyson uh it was a draw with which i mean i know some people are up in arms about the draw like oh tyson should have won that because i do think that tyson won the fight i don't think roy Roy won the fight, especially because most of the time, like I said again, Roy was holding. <laughs> Roy was trying, Roy was trying to hang on and survive out there. Tyson was in shape. Tyson had gas. Uh, he he could still go in the eighth round. Tyson was Tyson was ready, um, and he had to say he had st- he still had punching power. He still had um, quick closing speed. So. He didn't slow down. He didn't slow down. He 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 trained well uh, for the fight. Uh, so, um, but now, but you know, it was a draw, and I mean, I'm I'm cool with it because it's again, it's an exhibition. It's not, and it's for charity. It's it's not about really winning or losing. It's really just to you know, just to give both guys a platform uh, to to box and show their skill and to raise money. Uh, for a a good cause and so that that's really what it's about so for it to be a draw i wouldn't really stunting on that because i mean it's it's not about you're you're not prize fighting you're not going for a a real prize um you're you're fighting for charity that's what it's all about you're trying to you know help somebody so it's it's okay for it to be a draw <laughs> now when when tyson and holyfield get in the ring i think it's still it's, it's still gonna be an exhibition but i, I think it might be a little something extra because because i think tyson uh is, is looking for revenge <laughs> i won't revenge i mean but i mean holyfield has his number because holyfield knows how to box and i think um he he's not gonna let Mike just just close in and 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 get whatever he want. Holyfield trying to trying to to complete the trifecta and, and take Mike out again, and I think he probably has the best chance to do it. So that's gonna be another good exhibition fight, and I think uh, Mike Tyson is probably really gonna train hard for for that fight because I think Mike has something to prove. With that one, and Holyfield talking about he talking all he even talking junk already. Oh, I've been trying to talk to my to 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 your people, and uh, you know they we want to I want to fight is up to you, and I, I think it's going it's going this one's going to be different. Like Roy versus Mike was friendly. Uh, <laughs> Roy versus Evander, I mean they're cool. They're 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 friends now, but I think when it when it comes time to promote the fight, we it's, it's gonna be a little. I don't think it's gonna be as as lighthearted as Roy versus Mike. So, but we shall see. Now another uh, fight that's oh yeah we we gotta talk about Nate. Well, do we have to? Yeah, Nate Robinson he got knocked out uh, by uh, Jake Paul. I mean. Snoop was the MVP of the night with how he called that and, and singing the old precious Lord. And then when he got knocked out, oh, <laughs> so, I mean, th- that's just, that's, that's boxing, man. I mean, 
that that's why when you step in that ring you you got to be prepared for for things like that to happen there's there's a chance where you could get knocked out cold you could be put to sleep in that ring and so it's is not it's not playtime when you get in there you put on those gloves and and you you're getting ready to go to war so and i think uh Nate Robinson found out uh, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. I, uh, he, I admire how he took the criticism and and uh, and the, all the jokes and everything. And he, he'll be fine. He's he's got he's got thick skin. He'll be okay. Um, I mean, Jake Paul shows skills. He 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 um he caught Nate with punches that Nate didn't see. Um, and that's and that's one of the main reasons why he got knocked out. He didn't see that punch. Uh, he because he was rushing in. He just. Jake Paul threw a overhand right, um, well, probably not overhand right. I think it was overhand left, and he didn't see it. It was over his his uh, field of vision, and so when it connected, when it connected, he was gone. Like he he because he didn't see it, and that's the worst. That's the worst kind of punch that you that that you can uh, you can catch is. Uh, or that you can get hit with this a punch that you don't see because you can't defend against it, you can't guard against it because you don't you didn't you know you don't have you don't have a peripheral for its arrival. So and and that was the night for for Nate Robinson. Um, but yeah, so hats off to him. But now that the uh, the a a prize fight is 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 coming up. This upcoming Saturday, so we got Errol Spence going up against Daryl Danny Garcia. I'm picking Spence all the way. I I don't. I think Danny's a good boxer, but he's not beating anybody of worth. Um, he went up against uh, against Keith Thurman, and Thurman pretty much neutralized him. Uh, it's not that Thurman knocked him out. I think Danny's tough. One of the thing I will say about Danny Garcia is um, he can take a punch. He's tough. Um, but against the marquee names, just Danny can't win those. He He's not going to beat a, a Sean, uh, a, a Terrence Crawford or, or, a, um, or I doubt he could probably beat Porter. He's not beating Thurman. Um, and he's not going to beat Spence. And the thing about Spence is Spence is accurate. Um, one of the things that um, that was telling when you watched the, the, the fight between Porter and Spence, I think Porter had Spence in trouble a lot. But when it came down to to punching and, and head to head accuracy, Spence outpointed him um, and. And he was able to, to um, you know, be the more accurate boxer, and I think that's what's going to happen against Danny Garcia. I think uh, Spence's is going to to um, to land better against Danny, and I think his his punches are going to have more impact than Danny Garcia's punches. So, um. I mean, yeah, it's not that Danny Garcia isn't a good boxer because he is, but I just I don't think that he's a top tier boxer, and so um, 
that's that's why I'm calling this one for Spence. I actually think it'll probably be easy money for him. Um, but the fight that people want to see with Errol Spence is him versus versus uh, Terrence Crawford. That's that's the fight that people want to see. That's that's like Hagler Hearns. <laughs> that that that's the fight. That's that's what people want to see. Uh, so that that's boxing, and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens next. Uh, in the world of boxing, uh, that, that's one of my favorite sports. Uh, I get, I mean, I like to, I like to, to even do boxing training, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get in the ring. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a totally different beast. I mean, if, if someone said, Hey man, give it a shot. I, I might think about it, but yeah, I, I respect the guys that get in the ring. Um, because you know, it's, it's really put your life out on the line. I mean, but that's just athletics in general. You put your life out on the line uh, to play. And so um, lastly, uh, we got War Games uh, coming up, NXT War Games coming up this uh, upcoming uh, Saturday. Usually that's when they have takeover. And so that's going to be uh, pretty good. And uh, check that out. And that is going to be the end of the show for today. Want to let y'all know. Once again, my new book, Simon versus Peter, is uh, in stores on Amazon. Uh, so pick it up, uh, get your copy. It's only $15. And so um, just in time for the holiday season, it's a good book. It's about moving from instability to stability um, and, and allowing Christ to do that for you. And, and, and we the Bible shows us an example of how Christ can take us from being unstable to stable uh, with the work that he did with Peter, um, who throughout the Gospels was called Simon Peter. And so and when you look at those two names, uh, they are they're they're at war with one another because they mean the opposite of each other. So pick that book up It's good. And um let me know what you think about it. So <laughs> yeah, I got my email in the back of the book. So let, let me know what you think. And, um, you know, because I, I definitely want the feedback. So God bless you. God keep you. Uh, remember that there's still time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, don't wait till it's too late. His arms are open. He's ready to receive you. Um, but just uh, repent and, and turn away uh, from the sins and, and, and turn to God. Uh, through uh, faith in Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Remember, he died for you so that you might have life and life more abundantly. And he rose so that you, we might live with him and have eternal life as he lives eternal. So take care. God bless. Be safe. Uh, wear a mask. <laughs> yes, we are supposed to have a spirit of fear, um, but that doesn't mean that we need to have the spirit of ignorance as well. And we're dealing with the coronavirus situation. So be safe. Don't put yourself in, in or your family in harm's way unnecessarily. So take care. See you next week. Holla. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books. And one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way. But how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, 
go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.